Okay. So um, thank you all for being here. Thank you very much um, to Kali Yukapavana uh, for doing the translation and thank you to Padmanabhaswamy um, for encouraging me to um, delve into the subject a little bit. Um, so um, give me just one second here. We'll start with Mangalacharanam. Om Jnana Timirandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jena Tasmai Shri Guruvenamaha Sadantot Palasaranja Rasikam Hamsam Vilasatnakam Odaryakya Sudama Sevaka Danam Vishramba Bhakti Pradam Yacha Yukti Vijakshanam Dvagabido Vasista Sakya Sada Vandeham Tripurari Namakaya Tim Sri Bhakti Vedantinam Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langaya Tegirun Yatkripa Tamaham Bande Sri Gurundu Nataranam Vanchakalpa Tarubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhavicha Patitanam Pavanebio Vaishnavebio Namonamaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gora Bhaktivrinda so, um, welcome to the Masters Masters. Uh, I'm having some, I'm getting a signal from Kali Yuga Pavana. You want to come help me? Uh, I have to, so evidently he can't hear me. Yeah, he, he can, can hear, hear me, you. But people can't hear him. Okay, so we need to unmute. Yep, so just him. Okay, so we just unmute it or he should be able I think to. I think there's still some issue. Okay, so then here we'll do this. It's okay. Ask to unmute. Um, you should be able to one second, y'all. It's gonna ask everybody to unmute. Okay. No, he had. He needs permission to record. We made him co-host. Right, one second. Um, Kanura. Yeah. Or um, your wife, that I don't know the yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, her name. Um, you can go on the list of the participant. Yep. And you go on Pavana. Oh, he just disappeared. Yeah, I don't Anna, know. Pavana does. Curious. Then you click on him, and then a window open, and you can allow him to record. We got it. Yeah. It's not working. It's not, he's still he's not still, working. He's still shaking his head like it's not working. All right. I'm still going to make is that correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We made you co-host again for whatever reason. It kicked you out of co-hosting. I think she's referring to Pavana also because uh, we have Kali Yuga Pavana and Pavana. Okay. Hold on. Yep. Got it. Got it. 
I'm about to record, make co-host. How's that? Fun times, always teaching online. Hey, go Paul. I don't know why my doggone Facebook's not working. All right, we should be good. Okay. Can can everybody hear me and can others do what they need to do? Yep. Okay. All right, we're good to go. All right. So good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Kanu Ram. My wife is Heather. She's helping me with the technical aspects of all of this. And um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, Lord Chaitanya, and we're going to talk about his pastimes, and we're going to talk um, basically uh, give some lay the groundwork and give some introduction um, to the idea of why and how Lord Chaitanya like would need a spiritual master. Um, we're going to talk about just the, the general topic of uh, what is a spiritual master and what that means for us as devotees. And um, so we're going to we're going to backtrack right to the beginning. So um, we're going to refer to Guru Maharaja's Bhagavad Gita. Uh, we're going to go to text 434. It's a very famous verse. Um, many of you probably know it. Tad vidhi pranipate na pari prashnena sevaya upadek shantite gyanam gyaninas tatvadarshanam. Acquire that wisdom through humble resignation, relevant inquiry, and rendering service to the wise who have realized the truth. They, in turn, will impart wisdom unto you. So, Guru Maharaj talks a lot about the a lot of different things, and I'm going to try to make some connections um, in the way that he does, and the way that Ashram Maharaj has encouraged us to do, to try and make some connection between all of these points. Um, probably many of you noticed in the course of Guru Maharaj's Bhagavad Gita, he introduces the next verse in the in the purport of almost every previous verse. So um, in this way, um, the previous verse is Krishna is speaking to Arjuna, O subduer of the enemy, of the various sacrifices, that of wisdom is far superior to the sacrifice of material possessions. For whatever may be accomplished by action is realized in wisdom. So a lot of what we're trying to do is to become wise people. Uh, we want to be... Um, I think a lot of people in the modern world are very much moved by the modes of passion and ignorance. So we have a lot of. Uh, I haven't found anything, so. Someone else. It's okay. There's some. A little middle. Maybe Sean Stoppy, you might need to mute. Go. So we, um, anyway, we, we have, we're, we're driven due to the nature of conditioning for many, many lifetimes 
uh, we're driven by uh, the modes of passion and ignorance. We, we strive to become something um, in a material sense. We strive to become something. Um, we want to climb a ladder in a career or we want to acquire some things. And uh, we think that we, like Guru Maharaj says, we'll be happy by the acquisition of things. And we, we have a tendency to try to be uh, though we are eternal beings, we try to be happy by um, associating with things which are here today and gone tomorrow. So the principle of the guru is that they want to give us wisdom. They want to help us become wise. Um, and uh, that, you know, we, we think about Jan and we think about vigyan. So gyan is knowledge and vigyan is wisdom or realization. So the, the principle of the guru is that the principle wants for us to be wise and he wants us to know what is our own self-interest. Um, so simply by performing action, one may or may not become wise, but the guru wants for us to become wise and we become wise to what our own real needs are by um, inquiring from the guru. Um, we make inquiries and we ask our spiritual master questions. Our spiritual master is, is giving so much shiksha um, and we can take advantage of that. We can make inquiries and um, every Sunday he's made himself available. It's, it's quite a generous um, outlook on the world or out outlook um, and uh, for him to be so merciful to us. Um, humble submission. We're trying to be ego-effacing people. We, we all have this sense of our ego and our own agenda, and that submission is means we try to lend ourselves to um, the will and desire of the spiritual master, and we hope to render service um, to the spiritual master. We our spiritual master has a, a mission and we can apply ourselves in that um, in a lot of different ways in a lot of different countries and um, there are all kinds of things that that we can do in his service um, and those things are the things that help us to to take our shoes off as guru maharaj says we can't enter into the the spiritual the spiritual realm with our shoes on um, so those those things enable us to take our shoes off and we we enter that that mood of submission we make ourselves um, suitable candidates uh, for realization of the wisdom that he's trying to give um, through those things um, he goes on to say some interesting things in the following verses um, we're inspired by a guru in a natural way we see that the guru is our, we, we see the guru um, as a person who has um, gone beyond the material secondary qualities, gone beyond material conditioning and filled up his own, his or her own mind and heart um, with the thoughts and feelings of what go on in the spiritual realm in Krishna's pastimes and Srimad Bhagavatam in uh, Lord Chaitanya's pastimes and Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavad and all these scriptures. And so when we see how glorious they are 
it's naturally inspiring for us um, to want to become like that. Um, we were talking the other day about the hero's journey. Uh, Archonicity is talking about the hero's journey in an ongoing way. And, um, and so it, for, for the devotee, the spiritual master is that hero who appears in our life and appears to us in a particular way um, as Krishna's representative. Um, and they, they connect with us in, um, in eternal ways. And they also connect with us in, in, um, in some relative ways um, by the nature of who they are, what kind of person they are, and, um, and their own approach to life. So, okay. Um, so, so also one of the other principles of guru is that by surrendering to one guru, we, we get the benefits of being involved in a whole network of gurus and spiritual masters, uh, sadhus and sadhakas. Um, Guru Maharaj often makes this point that if a person um, tries to surrender to a whole wide variety of gurus, they're not able to take advantage of, of, the, of any particular guru and they don't get the same benefit. But by surrendering to one guru, um, then we were allowed to, um, to take advantage of a variety of gurus. And I think in a practical way uh, that for many of us, we're the disciples of Tripurari Maharaj um, and then we get the benefit of, of so many other people, so many other sadhus who are in our sangha. We have Ashram Maharaj and Padmanabha Swami and, and, um, and so many other nice devotees all over. And um, also, so we, we get the benefit of having their different perspectives. And we have uh, the benefit of, of hearing from each other. Um, everybody kind of has a different um, view of the different facets of the beautiful jewel that is Krishna. Um, so hearing about Krishna in, a, in different ways from different people helps to open our, our eyes and hearts to, to, um, to seeing Krishna in a little bit different way. And um, so anyway, that's, that's one of the, the uh, principles that Guru Maharaj talks about. And um, so I'll go on because he, he talks about a, a few things in, um, in the next verses. Having acquired this knowledge, you shall not be deluded again. O son of Pandu, for by that knowledge you shall see all living beings in terms of their common spiritual essence as one with you and abiding in me. So that's one of the types of wisdom that one receives from the spiritual master. So we see other people as being spiritual. So we can see... In, in America and, and all, all around the world, um, there's a problem of racism, for instance, it's a simple example. And it's a, a failure to see this point that Krishna is making. You see all living beings in terms of their common spiritual essence. We, we all have identifications with something material. Um, and we, because of a lack of spiritual knowledge, uh, we don't see that spiritual essence and we don't see that all beings abide in Krishna. So that's one of the types of wisdom given by the spiritual master. He also gives a very encouraging verse. 
uh, apichet asipapebya, uh, very similar to apichet sudaracharo. Even if you are the worst of sinful persons, you can cross over. Uh, even if you are the worst of sinful persons, you can cross over all sin by the boat of transcendental knowledge. So we, I think, we all naturally feel some uh, nature of being uh, conditioned by our material life for so many lifetimes. One of the types of wisdom that the spiritual master gives is the encouragement to think that you are going to be able to cross over the ocean of material existence. No matter what kind of person you are now, you're going to become the kind of person by spiritual practice, by the mercy of the of sadhus and gurus, you're going to become that kind of person who crosses over the ocean of material existence. Your heart and mind are going to become full uh, with the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. It's going to happen as a blazing fire. I'm going to continue to the next verse. As a blazing fire turns wood to ashes, burns wood to ashes, Arjuna, so does the fire of transcendental knowledge reduce all karmic reactions to ashes. Um, so we have different types of karma. We have karma that is not yet, that is in a seed form. Uh, we have karma that uh, is a reaction in the making. Things that we're doing right now are creating our future karma. We have things that are fructifying right now. I have this particular uh, body and mind. That's a current reaction that I'm enjoying and uh, reactions that have already achieved something good or bad already happened in the past. Um, and we also have our prarabdha karma. So one time in, in a class, uh, a lady asked Guru Maharaj um, about the nature of the prarabdha karma. And he, he answered that that, that Bhakti is so powerful that it can even um, dismantle your current prarabdha karma. And he said, you have a certain set of parents. That's not something that you can change by some other yogic method. Um, that's going to be what it is. But bhakti is so powerful that you you could uh, your prarabdha karma could even change, and you could start to think that Nanda Maharaj and Mother Yashoda are your parents. So that's really a powerful statement about the strength of bhakti. It's also one of the types of wisdom um, that one gets by serving the spiritual master. And the the last verse that talks about this wisdom. Um, there is nothing in this world that is as purifying as transcendental knowledge. One who is perfect in yoga realizes this wisdom within himself in due course. So, um, becoming a really sincere devotee takes a long time in my experience. I read some things uh, before I was a devotee that talk about um, how, you know, like a a student approached a disciple and the, I'm sorry, a student approached a guru and the guru gave, um, gave one sutra or they gave one um, illustration of what goes on in the world and that student became enlightened immediately. And I think that that's something that, that maybe could happen, but that's the, I would think the rarest of cases. And in general, we, we go through the whole process um, from Shraddha to Sadhusanga to Bhajanakriya. And we go through, we go through these stages and they, they take quite a while. And, and um, all the things that happen in our life in the course of going through all these stages are the things that shape us to become uh, a nice devotee. And I think that because we are 
the students of a spiritual master and that we are trying to be the servants of Krishna. All those things uh, fall, they, they lie under the, the purview or the umbrella of Lord Chaitanya's mercy. And so those things shape us to become a devotee. They, they don't just happen for no reason. Those things happen with a cause and that we, be, due to the, the hard things and the good things that happen as well, we become the kind of person that that our spiritual master would like for us to be when we apply when we when we try to see it, and um, so a lot of what I want to talk about over the next month is um, is the idea that our our story is not that different from the story of Lord Chaitanya. Um, for my fortieth birthday, uh, my wife gave me a copy of Chaitanya Charitamrita, which I've never read. Um, so for the past uh, three or four years, I've been reading Chaitanya Charitamrita, and um, not every day, um, but I'm I'm now in the the last part of the Antyalila, and um, it's been so nice to to um, to learn about Lord Chaitanya's pastimes and to absorb myself in the in those kind of things. Uh, because his devotional story is not so different from our own story. And as Guru Maharaj has pointed out a lot of times, um, um, that we are somehow esoterically and mystically uh, in those pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. Those, those pastimes are going on in a mystical way. And I, I know that Padmanabha Swami is, is giving a lot of talks and doing a lot of deep meditation about the esoteric nature of, of Lord Chaitanya's uh, eternal pastimes and also the apparent pastimes which go on on the earth. And um, anyways, like there, there are people who are far more qualified to talk about this subject than myself. And um, I think I've, I've bitten off quite a large bit to chew as far as trying to talk about the spiritual masters of Lord Chaitanya. It's a pretty big topic and in some ways um, a, a hard topic. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk about that a little bit. Um, so one of the ways that I want to begin to talk about that is um, is talking about um, a question that I asked to Guru Maharaj a few years ago. I was, I was sort of having a hard time um, at the time in my in my devotional life, I had I had some doubts, and I was I was trying to overcome um, some hard feelings that I had in my own heart about being surrendered and realizing um, what a small part of um, what is what a small part I play as a devotee, and uh, I was thinking myself a little more important than I am. Um, and anyway, I, I was sort of going through this issue, and and I asked Guru Maharaj about something that he talks about sometimes. He says that one should try to give their heart to their sadhana. And I guess I was sort of thinking that that my approach to sadhana was maybe a little dry at the time. I was chanting Hare Krishna um, in sort of a rote way, uh, sort of forcing myself to do it. And uh, maybe not thinking I was getting a lot from my japa. And, uh, I was thinking, well, what does you know? What does it mean to give one's heart to something to to give their heart to something like japa? Um, so, anyway, I, I asked him about that. I said, 
So how does one give their heart to this person that they've not even met? And so he said, it's, it's really not appropriate for you to say that you've not met Lord Krishna. It's not necessarily appropriate to say that you've not met Lord Chaitanya. He said that like, oftentimes when you, when you read a story or you watch a movie, your heart goes out, uh, your mind and your intelligence and your emotions, they all go out to the characters in the story. Um, and you, you become acquainted for them. You want them, you want them to win. You don't want them to be defeated. And you, you, we sort of picture ourselves, um, in relation to the characters of this story. And I just want to like try and bring to, to our attention, um, the idea that we could enter into Lord Chaitanya's pastimes in a, in a deep way, um, by reading these stories like Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavat. Um, and just to, to give a crude example, um, if you think about some of the, the movies that you've seen, um, and how well you're familiar with the characters of the story, like if you, if you've ever seen like Lord of the Rings, you, you might be familiar with all of those characters and you know who they are and you know who they are in relation to others. You know about Bilbo and Frodo and Gandalf and Sauron, and you might know a lot of other characters from all these different stories. These any of those trilogy stories, Indiana Jones or Star Wars. You know all about Luke Skywalker and Ben Kenobi and Yoda and Princess Leia, and you know lots about those characters. And our heart does go out to them. We we hope that they win and we hope they destroy the Death Star again and whatever. So in a similar way, um, our heart and mind can go out and understand like what, who Lord Chaitanya is and who the other characters in the story are. And we can understand and have some feelings for, and we can picture in our mind, um, Mother Sachi, Jagannath Mishra, Vishvarup, Nityananda Prabhu, Sarvabhom Bhattacharya, all these people start to come into, they start to enter into our mind and we start to see these stories. We start to develop feelings for the characters in this story. And um, so in that way, we can start to give our heart to our sadhana. Um, so um, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, so Lord Chaitanya is also what I want to say is um, Lord Chaitanya, Guru Maharaj often talks about Srila Prabhupada as appearing in a vacuum. And I think that that's a way that people sometimes think, and he was addressing that issue. And I think that's probably because uh, Lord, I'm sorry, because Srila Prabhupada appeared in America in the 60s and he was not surrounded by God brothers and he wasn't surrounded by a culture of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Um, some people think that he appeared in a vacuum and they have a tendency to, to maybe misunderstand what kind of a person he is based on his own background. Um, so obviously Srila Prabhupada had God brothers and he had a spiritual master and all of that stuff that had happened from his early life in the, the early 1900s, his, his parents were devotees and then his friends were 
devotees and his father was inviting devotees in uh, and feeding all these different people that even looked remotely like a sadhu. Um, so in a similar way, I, I want to like think about how we might think that Lord Chaitanya appears in a vacuum because he is the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, but these stories like Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavat, they, um, they illustrate all the different relationships that Lord Chaitanya had and how he is like ourselves. He is someone's child and he is someone's friend and he's someone's servant and he's someone's disciple and he is someone's uh, teacher in, in both a practical sense or in a spiritual sense. Um, so what I hope to do uh, by talking about all of these is, is just to illustrate that Lord Chaitanya doesn't appear within a vacuum because he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, so, At this point, I guess I'll pause and do something a little bit different. If anyone would like to say anything, if anyone has any comments or questions at this point, um, I would invite you to unmute yourself. And, um, and now is a, a good time for any questions or comments. And then I'm going to continue a little bit. And then at the end, we'll, we'll do another section of questions and comments. Does, any have any, does anyone have anything? I don't know how to do it here. Do I need to do something? I need to unmute people. Are they asking? Yep. Just click on the box. Yep. Go to the three right here. What? Unmute. Ask to unmute. Okay. Yep. All right. That's going to actually probably be over my head. I thought I was going to be able to do that, but I don't think I can technically do that. Very sorry. So. So at this point, I want to talk a little bit about, um, I'll turn our attention to the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, in Lord Chaitanya. The chapter is uh, 14, and we're going to talk about Lord Chaitanya's childhood pastimes. No. Excuse me, I'm a little disjointed. I'm gonna, and, uh, I'm gonna read a few verses here. It's actually chapter 13 of Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, text 44. 
The pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are unlimited. How much can a small living entity elaborate about those transcendental pastimes? If Sheshanagananta personally were to make the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya into sutras, even with his thousands of mouths, there is no possibility that he could find their limit. Devotees like Sri Svarup Damodar and Marari Gupta have recorded all the principal pastimes of Lord Chaitanya in the form of notes after deliberate consideration. The notes kept by Sri Svarup Damodar and Marari Gupta are the basis of this book. Following those notes, I write all the pastimes of the Lord. The notes have been described elaborately by Vrindavan Das Thakur. Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur, the authorized writer of the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is as good as Srila Vyasadeva. He has described the pastimes in such a way as to make them sweeter and sweeter. Being afraid of his books becoming too voluminous, he left some places without vivid descriptions. I shall try to fill those places as far as possible. The transcendental pastimes of Lord Chaitanya have actually been relished by Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur. I am simply trying to chew the remnants of food left by him. My dear devotees of Lord Chaitanya, let me now write a synopsis of the Adi Lila. I write of these pastimes in brief because it is not possible to describe them in full. To fulfill a particular desire within his mind, Lord Krishna, Rajendra Kumar, decided to descend to this planet after mature contemplation. Lord Krishna, therefore, first allowed his family of superiors to descend to the earth. I shall try to describe them in brief because it is not possible to describe them fully. So, um, so one, one thing I want to point out is that the people that we're about to discuss are the people who um, who Lord Chaitanya feels are his superiors and they feel themselves superior to him. So it's a little, a little bit complicated to think about that some individuals, um, especially if you think about a world of conditioned people, that they might feel themselves superior to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, but these, these persons that we're about to talk about, they have some sense of Vatsalya Ras, so there are, of course, we talk a lot about the four primary rasas of dasya, which is servitude, sakya, which is friendship, vatsalya, which is parental affection, and madhurya, which is the romantic sweetness. Um, so the people that we're going to talk about in the course of these lectures, they all of these people have some sense of vatsalya ras, and one of the components of vatsalya ras is that they feel themselves to be superior to the Lord. Uh, that means that they, that they may know more, that they have more knowledge, that they need to uh, protect the Lord. They, they need to instruct, I should, they need to instruct Krishna. They need to protect Krishna. Um, so all of these people, they have these sentiments in their heart. And um, so we're, I hope to, I hope to look at that over the course of the next month. So we'll continue a little bit, text 54 and 55. Lord Sri Krishna, before appearing as Lord Chaitanya, requested these devotees to precede him. Sri Sachi Devi, Jagannath Mishra, Madhavendra Puri, Keshava Bharati, Ishvara Puri, 
Advaita Acharya, Srivas Pandit, Acharya Ratna, Vidyanidhi, and Takur Haridas. Um, so we'll talk about each of these personalities just in just very briefly. So if anyone is a, a new listener or, or unfamiliar with the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, Sri Sachi Devi is the mother of Lord Chaitanya, also the mother of Vishvarup, um, and Jagannath Mishra is his father. Um, Madhavendra Puri um, is a Vaishnav who um, is a few generations older than Lord Chaitanya. Um, also in our tradition, we, we recognize that the, the mood of what Lord Chaitanya has come to give in the way of um, the windows of opportunity of love of God, which are very seldom seen in the world, that those sentiments are somehow rooted in with Madhavendra Puri. Um, and, you know, Ch Chittahari has recently given uh, some beautiful classes about Madhavendra Puri. The descriptions in Chaitanya Charitamrita are also very beautiful. And uh, the, the chapters in Chaitanya Bhagavat that describe uh, Madhavendra Puri, especially the, the meeting of Lord Nityananda with Madhavendra Puri. Those are very beautiful chapters. Those are very beautiful stories. Um, Keshava Babharati, who is um, who we'll see later on, is, is Lord Chaitanya Sanyas Guru. Ishvara Puri, who is a Vaishnav, um, uh, who is Lord Chaitanya's spiritual master. Advaita Acharya, um, I guess we should talk a, a little bit about, we'll talk about Advaita Acharya a little more uh, as time goes on. Uh, Srivas Pandit, who is also older. Uh, Srivas, obviously one of the Panchatattva. Uh, he, he has something to do with Narada Muni. He has something to do with Madhu Mangal. Um, and um, he's, so he's also in the association of devotees um, that are there in Navadweep, Acharya Ratna, also known as Chandra Shekhar, Vidyanidhi, uh, who uh, we're pretty sure is Pundarik Vidyanidhi, who appears much later in the story, and Takur Haridas. So just to, to set the scene a little bit, in Navadweep, in the time, um, in the time before, so all of these devotees are there to set the stage of what's going on in Navadweep at the time uh, prior to Lord Chaitanya's appearance. So at that point in time, like now, it's described by uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj and Vrindavan Das that the people were very materialistic and uh, focused on their own desires. Uh, most of them were not Vaishnavas. Um, and so Advaita Acharya, of course, these are a lot of very famous stories about Advaita Acharya uh, calling the Lord, worshiping the Lord with uh, Tulsi leaves and Ganges water. And also uh, Haridas Thakur is described as chanting for the desire uh, of having the Lord incarnate uh, to appear on the world um, to, to uh, save conditioned souls. So all of these devotees that we describe in this verse, they're already there 
they're already, they've already formed a community of Vaishnavas and they're already meeting at the house of Advaita Acharya and Advaita Acharya is giving Bhagavad Gita classes and Hari Das Thakur is chanting the holy names and Sri Vas Pandit doing, doing beautiful deity worship. And uh, so when, when Lord Chaitanya appears, this mood of devotion is already there in Navadweep, carried in the hearts of people like Advaita Acharya, Sri Vas Thakur, uh, Haridas Thakur. So we'll go on. There was also Sri Upindra Mishra, a resident of the district of Sri Hat. He was a great devotee of Lord Vishnu, a learned scholar, a rich man, and a reservoir of all good qualities. And I'll read Prabhupada's purport. Upindra Mishra is described in the Goraganadesh Dipika as the Gopal named Parjanya, the same personality who was formerly the grandfather of Lord Krishna appeared as Upindra Mishra at Srihat and begot seven sons. So Upindra Mishra had seven sons who were all saintly and most influential. Kamsari, Paramananda, Padmanabha, Sarveshvar, Jagannath, Janardhan, and Trilokyanath. Jagannath Mishra, the fifth son, decided to reside on the bank of the Ganges at Nadia. Jagannath Mishra was designated as Purandar, exactly like Nanda Maharaj and Vasudev. He was an ocean of all good qualities. His wife, Srimati Sachi Devi, was a chaste woman, highly devoted to her husband. Sachi Devi's father's name was Nilambar, and his surname was Chakravarti. Um, and there are a lot of beautiful descriptions about Nilambar Chakravarti uh, as an astrologer. Uh, he's described in Chaitanya Bhagavad as an astrologer who was obviously well known in that area, also very influential at the time. Um, in Radhadesh, the part of Bengal where the Ganges is not visible, Nichinanda Prabhu, Gangadas Pandit, Murari Gupta, and Mukunda took birth. So all of these people are senior by age to Lord Chaitanya. Um, Nityananda Prabhu is appearing in the village of Ekrachakra in the district of in the district of Radhadesh, uh, in the village of Ekrachakra, and um, 14 years older than Lord Chaitanya by birth. Gangadas Pandit, uh, we'll see that he's uh, Lord Chaitanya's, um, he is his grammar guru. And so Lord Chaitanya is a student of both logic and grammar at the school of Gangadas Pandit. And some of his classmates are Marari Gupta and Mukunda. Um, I'm not sure though. Even the, and which is interesting to me because it's sort of hard to see in my mind's eye um, how Marari Gupta is, um, is older and at the same time a student in the same school. Um, Lord Krishna, Virjendra Kumar first caused countless devotees to appear, and at last he himself appeared. Uh, before the appearance of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the devotees of Navadweep used to gather in the house of Advaita Acharya. In these meetings of the Vaishnavas, Advaita Acharya used to recite the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, decrying the paths of philosophical speculation and fruitive activity and establishing the super excellence of devotional service. So I've not been 
to Navadweep. Um, but I, I think that some of you probably have, and you can you probably have a a better geographic understanding of where Shantipur is in relation to Navadweep. But the house of Jagannath Mishra and Sachimata, it couldn't have been very far uh, because uh, Nimai's brother Vishvarup uh, at a very early age um, was a student there um, in the home of Advaita Acharya and he was hearing Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam in the home of Advaita Acharya. And um, so when Nimai was very small, um, his brother was there and Mother Sachi would send him um, to collect Vishvarup when it was time uh, for lunch or dinner. And so Lord Chaitanya would, um, he must have walked there. He would walk to the home of Advaita Acharya in Shantipur and he would go in the home of Advaita Acharya and everybody was so astonished. They, they thought, oh, who is this very beautiful child? Um, his body covered in dust and dressed in a yellow garment, probably some Tulsi beads around his neck. And, uh, and Nimai would say, Vishvarup, come home. Mother, mother says it's time for you to come home. It's time to eat. Uh, so Advaita Acharya and uh, his wife Sita Devi, they were quite charmed by little Nimai. And um, so they were, he was, he became well known to them. Um, so, um, so um, anyway, so some of the groundwork that I wanted to lay got laid um, in talking about this, uh, in talking about the subject in general. Um, so as we go forward, we're going to discuss uh, some of these personalities who were influential to Lord Chaitanya. And we'll discuss Ishvarapuri, and we'll discuss Keshava Bharati, Ramananda Roy, and uh, Svarup Damodar, and Gadadhar Pandit, and um, and we'll talk about how these about how these people were influential in Lord Chaitanya's life, and um, and how Lord Chaitanya's life was influential to them as well. Um, so we've got about ten minutes left. Um, at this point, we really will make an earnest effort to do the technical stuff to to allow anybody who has any uh, any questions or comments to say something. You want to help me with that? Mm -hmm. Mahara. Hey Mahara, I can see you and hear you. Hare can Krishna. you hear me? Yeah, nice to see you. Yes, no, let me see. I can hear you. Hare Krishna. I just want to say that's really wonderful and uh, I really appreciate that. I didn't know you were that. <laughs> Could you hear that? I couldn't hear you. 
Okay. Will you say it again? I can I can hear you, but it's broken a little bit. Now can you hear me? I can hear you. It's a little broken, but I can hear you. Okay, now I can hear you. Um, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. I just want to say that was really wonderful and inspirational and I didn't know you were so good at giving a class or a talk. So um, I got a lot from that. I very appreciate it very much that you're doing this. Thank you. I, 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 need, a, I need a little encouragement. But I, feel I don't hear, hear you now. <laughs> I feel like my class is a little disjointed, but, uh, but maybe, maybe over the, next, the course of the next month, I can, I can piece it together and, and we'll say some things which will have a little impact on the devotees and help us understand a little more about uh, the life and times of Lord Chaitanya and who he is as a person in a well-rounded way and a multifaceted person. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So I just looked on, on Google Maps, and it's it seems like you like um, you know when when Guru Maharaj describes the story of someone asking Prabhupada like how did Krishna and the coward boys walk from you know this forest to that forest and to Govardhan all in one day, mm -hmm. got it. And because from Navadvip to Shantipur, it's like a, a four and a half hour walk. He could do that. <laughs> he's he's got strong little legs. Yes. <laughs> But if he's doing it twice a day, <laughs> it means like the whole day goes just for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm wondering if, if, it, if it is that maybe Advaita Acharya was preaching in some other place or. Uh, anyway. Um, but but yeah. I had, I had a question. <laughs> okay. Um, if, um, if there is a way to kind of see anyone in the, in the Navadvip pastimes as Mahaprabhu's Vartma Pradarshaka guru? Or is it basically that he was totally uninterested until he met Ishvara Puri? I mean, apparently not uninterested. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And I, I think the, the, one of the answers um, uh, comes from Chaitanya Bhagavat. And um, so this person, Mukunda, um, who's one of these superior people, and I don't know. We I don't know how much older. You know, is he is he older like Lord Nityananda? Is older like fourteen years? Like older like a brother? Or is he older like twenty or twenty five years? Like uh, Jagannath Mishra and Sachi Mata? Or is he like fifty years older like Advaita Acharya? But um, so sometimes Lord Chaitanya. Uh, would in the course of walking around Navadweep, he would run into Mukunda as a young person. And, you know, Lord Chaitanya was not feeling like a devotee. And he would always pick a, basically pick a fight with Mukunda. And he'd get into it over these points of logic or pick, pick these points of grammar. And he would sort of ply Mukunda with questions. And he would try and, and say something. And Mukunda would say, oh, you're, 
you're a nice you're a nice guy and you're very charming but you're you're not a vaishnava you're not a devotee and uh, and so lord chaitanya responded with like one of these days i'm going to be a devotee and i'm going to be a really impressive devotee and we're going to we're going to flood the world with the this sense of krishna consciousness you're going to see i'm going to be an awesome devotee um, <laughs> and then um, I think maybe Srivas Pandit also uh, would he would they were well acquainted when Lord Chaitanya was small as Nimai Pandit before he was a devotee. Um, so I think that and you have to it's not to my knowledge it's not necessarily well described um, but Vishvarup in his family connection Vishvarup was all was a devotee from his early life and he was going to attend the classes of Advaita Acharya. So you can, if you imagine a little bit about their family connection, uh, if you're a younger brother, you're going to admire an older brother a little bit if you have a if you have a good connection. And a Vishvarup is, you know, he's described as a as an awesome person, and he's going like he's the student of Advaita Acharya. He's going there and he's learning. So you would think that that Vishvarup was probably a, a an influence as well. Um, so that Lord Chaitanya, uh, as Nimai Pandit, he he lived in a community of Vaishnavas in a sense. So the, the possibility was there. Uh, the the environment was ripe in a, in a sense for him to be influenced by a number of people who would be like Vartma Pradarshika gurus. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. The interesting topic. Can you hear Kaliuga Pavana? I can't. Let's see. Yeah, I, I hear you, Kaliuga Pavana, but I'm not sure if if Kanaram hears you. But if you ask me, I can ask him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that may be the best. Okay. Mute all, and then check the box that says people can unmute. Mute all. And check the box that says people can unmute. Ask all to unmute. Or who are you trying? Are you trying to unmute? Well, I'm reading Krishna Chaitanya's thing. You have to mute all, and then check the box that says people can unmute. Mute all. Yeah. There you go. Got it. Okay. Maybe now. Who are we talking about? Who needs to unmute right here? No, I don't know. Okay. You can put it in the chat box. I think. Okay. Can you hear me, Kilaram? I can. I can hear you fine, Shamananda. Okay, so, so Kalyuga Pavana is. <laughs> Annapurna does. Yeah, so Annapurna is asking through Kalyuga Pavana. And yeah, so it's a lot of middle hands here. So hopefully, it seems like she's asking about the, like these qualities mentioned in the in Bhagavad Gita 434. Mm -hmm. so, so, like how, so she's asking basically how can one develop this like humble submission and, 
um, relevant inquiry and, and service attitude and also like both for the guru, but and also for the Vaishnavas and have appreciation for them. Um, oh, okay. 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 This, okay. So this question was from Mahapriya, not from Anampurna. Sorry. Okay. I see you down there, Mahapriya. Hare Krishna. Um, so how does one how does one develop these qualities of humility and inquiry and desiring to to perform service? Um, I think that um, just by being, I think that the, the key element to to all to so many things about becoming a devotee and aspiring to have Krishna consciousness is sadhu sangha. Um, when we're in the association of devotees, we see their qualities and we talk with them about uh, we talk with them about Krishna consciousness. We t discuss the topics of Krishna. We discuss the topics of bhakti. We discuss the topics from Bhagavad Gita. And I think that if one, if a person is a, an aspiring devotee, um, because of your interest in the in the topic, you'll associate with people who are affectionate. And you'll associate with people who are like-minded and you'll associate with people who are a little more advanced um, or maybe the, the same amount of advancement basically or like maybe people who are a little less advanced um, and all of those kinds of association will be an inspiration uh, for you to want to go a little deeper um, into humility and submission and ego effacing and erasing some of the, the negative qualities that you might have picked up in the course of 8,400,000 lifetimes on your sojourn through a material world. Um, and it, it will be quite natural. The, 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 the nature of Krishna consciousness is that it's everlasting and it's joyfully performed. And we, um, I think all the devotees, they naturally feel uh, inspired to discuss the topics of Krishna with one another, and they feel uh, enlightened and joyful in talking about these things. And I think that 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 process of discussion with other devotees will naturally be an inspiration for you to, or and all of us to to uh, to want to uh, become humble. Um, uh, we see that if you if you're um, if you're feeling if you're feeling proud of whatever qualities you might have, um, when you're in the association of, especially I, I notice in the association of Guru Maharaj and, and so many nice devotees, not, not just Guru Maharaj, but so many nice devotees that, that I, I see their good qualities. And if you, if you listen to Guru Maharaj's talks and you listen to, to his expertise uh, with scripture, or if you ever ask him a question, um, it's, it's really gonna be very natural for you to feel humility when like I've asked Guru Maharaj a few times I remember specifically asking a question about Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and he quoted like all the verses in the section and like he, he just rattled them off I had just read it and I had just read it earlier in the morning and I couldn't tell you those verses uh, and he just rattles them off or I asked him once about a a a verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he made every point that Srila Prabhupada had made in the purport, and then something more. So it's going to be very natural for for us to feel humility when we're in the association of advanced Vaishnavas. 
So that's going to come naturally. Um, and then if you if you're very sincere, um, you're you're naturally going to see um, your and you have a little knowledge about your own qualities and what you want to become. Um, some some humility is going to be there. It's going to happen very naturally. And if you're if you're ever feeling very proud, you can talk with Padmanabha Swami about giving a class. And then you you see all the shining faces of all these Vaishnavas and you try to string together a thousand different ideas into one cohesive one hour thing. And then you can then you can feel a lot of a lot of humility. Um, and then also like Padmanabha Swami said, I think he made this point the other day that um, as far as rendering service, uh, we see that our Guru Maharaj, he's he is serving us in so many ways the, the he's he's like pouring shiksha all the time. He's giving these classes, he's writing these books, and he's got, you know, like, since like the year 2000, the, the classes are recorded. You can hear every lecture. So he's like, there's a, a huge amount of shiksha and service that the, our guru is trying to render to us. And so in that, in that way, we want to reciprocate just to, by human nature, by devotee nature. You want to reciprocate with your guru by the huge amount of service that he's rendering to us and other devotees are rendering. So we're going to naturally want to render service to devotees. Um, we know that Krishna Chaitanya has been giving these recent classes and he's been pounding the post that Krishna is pleased if one renders service to the spiritual master. So we know how to, we're, we're given some easy insight about how to serve Krishna. If we serve the spiritual master, then we have pleased Krishna. So if you please Krishna, wow, I mean, like, what what more can you can you hope for? So, um, so I think that, um, and then to make inquiries, if you, I think we, if you, like, if you want to make some inquiries of our Guru Maharaj or, or some other devotees, then, um, you know, like we all, none of us is knows everything. A lot of us, you know, a lot of a lot of people in our group have a lot of uh, shastra nipun. They have a lot of scriptural expertise, and um, and so it's just going to be natural. It's like, oh, you know all this stuff. You know so many things. Let me ask you some questions. I'm interested in the subject. Let me ask you some questions. So all, all of those things are they're going to come naturally, um, you know, for for the sincere person who wants to make advancement. I hope I hope that helps. I'm not sure what to do at this point. Eh, bueno, yo últimamente he estado escuchando a um, okay. Bueno, últimamente estas preguntas eh, empezaron como a surgir porque mmm, de cierta forma eh, siento que a veces me, sí me cuesta un poco como tener esa, eh, eh, tomar este aprecio como mencionaron un principio de cantar la yapa, como de, porque el, las dudas que a mí me surgen, sí intento, 
más bien no intento, hago por buscar una respuesta y, y eh, escucho las clases, eh, tengo, con, tengo esa curiosidad como esa de, 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 de seguir a, a, a los Vaishnavas y a, a Striguru, ¿no? Pero para eh, in, intentar dar un servicio como para ellos, o sea, a veces no sé you, si... Carla, a, a veces no, no sé si la forma en la que yo estoy eh, siendo recíproca es como la correcta. Eh, si ¿sí me, me di a entender. Okay. I didn't I didn't hear the, the first Pavana. I, I heard the second part of what you were saying. I didn't necessarily hear the first part. I think that my sounded like my answer was a little helpful, but I, I missed the first part of what you were saying. Now I can't hear you. Yes, thank you. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds good. I think that in a lot of ways, like Guru Maharaj has talked about like what it means to have a relationship with him, that, that he's like a teacher and that we're like his students. And so when, uh, when we try to be a student, we try to listen to the lessons. And if he has written some books, then we try to study those books. And maybe we have a, you, you get a notepad and maybe you make some notes and Um, when you when you come to the class, bring an apple. These are all things that he said. And um, one thing that I heard another uh, super nice devotee say one time that what what we do as devotees is uh, we try to hear about Krishna and we try to chant about Krishna. And so if you read something about Krishna or if you hear something in a lecture, um, then it is your duty to go out and you tell someone else, uh, whoever you might run into, your friends or your family, hey, Prabhu, I heard this interesting thing in a talk. Check it, check out what I heard from Guru Maharaj or Padmanabha Swami, or I was listening to Tatvavi Vek, or, and I, I heard this cool thing. What did you hear? You heard something? You, you reading something lately? Tell me about what you, what you heard.
Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think a little bit. Yes, I, I think Annapurna is exactly right. I, I think that um, I think that there are a lot of different facets to these stories and a lot of devotees derive different things from these stories. And I think that I'll just say this, that there's there are two different things that I think about when I think about all these different angles of vision about the nature of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes. Um, it's kind of like a, a beautiful jewel, okay? And it's like somebody's viewing from 
your angle of vision and they see something about this jewel that's very beautiful and somebody else is looking from this side and they see something that's very beautiful about the jewel but it's a little different and somebody's viewing from this side or it's like the the classic story of uh, you have five blind people who are touching an elephant and they're spread out along the elephant and so one blind person is touching the trunk and then another person is touching the leg and another person is touching the, the body and another person is touching the, the tusk and another person is maybe touching the tail. Um, and so all of these people, they have a certain impression about what is an elephant. And so one says, well, it's kind of long, it's longer than my leg and it's bendy. And then another person says, oh, it's, it's very hard. It's like a rock. And then another person says, well, it's like a, like the trunk of a tree and then another person says oh it's very broad and everywhere i can everywhere i put my hands it's i can feel it everywhere and then another person says it's very hairy like a whisk so in all in this way like all these people have a different perspective about the nature of what is the elephant and so in a similar way like um we all have different ideas uh, about we get different impressions from reading the story. We get different impressions from hearing from our guru and different things impact us in different ways. And so when we have sadhu sangha, then we share those impressions. And then, so your impression of what you got from the story, when you share that with me, then I, I'm able to see it through uh, your lens. And then, so my, my vision becomes expanded because you shared with me your vision. Okay, so I said a lot. It's like 12.45. And uh, so thank you all very much for, for listening. And thank you, Kali Yuga Pavana, for, for translating. And if, if anyone else would like to, to say anything, very nice to see all of you. Uh, and thank you very much for your, your patience with my uh, presentation and the technical issues. And uh, look forward to seeing you again. We'll, we'll delve into it a little more um, next Saturday. So thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Muchas gracias. Come around for Buki Jai. Jai. All right.